In a world of podcasts about movies, sci-fi, TV, and podcasts about sci-fi, TV, and movies, two women chose to add their voices to the fray. Two sisters. One woman was willing to go to any length to explain away plot holes and bad pacing. I don't think, first of all, much like the entirety of this film, I don't think we're supposed to ask a lot of questions. The other, though, had no such sympathies. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. Together, they joined forces to highlight the good, the bad, and the truly bizarre. This is See You Next Week in Space. to really build off of today in terms of the opening question. Um, But I did think of this, which is a weird question, but I feel actually is something people have a lot of strong feelings about, which is, Amy, do you like hard-boiled eggs? Oh, no. (laughs) Uh, See? I didn't... I didn't... uh, Is that controversial? No, I actually do not at all. I don't think it's controversial. I just mean like it's a I think it's like a it's a question that people have very strong answers to. Yeah. I like a hard boiled egg. But I, I need And I it remember to be... that about you. <laughs> I can't like I mean I remember you eating hard boiled eggs and me being like, Yeah, that's not for me and 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 I'll be clear, like there's not a lot of foods that I straight up like will not eat. There's like yeah. very few. Yeah. I'm pretty I mean I'm the ones that I have certain feelings about, I have very strong feelings about, and I think hard-boiled eggs do fall into that category for me. Yeah. Um, I can get into them maybe possibly in a salad. Uh-huh. Like, Oh, uh, wait. But- now, you know, what I'm remembering about you is when you came to visit when I was living in Spain, you were so angry because hard-boiled eggs were on salads regularly. Yeah, I don't love hated it. hated it. <laughs> Well, because they have to be in this right kind of salad. Because at the time, I was also, like, very... You were young, so it's, like, Yeah, and I was particularly picky with my eating on that trip, um, I remember. And they also would put tuna on salads when I was trying to be, like, vegetarian, and that was a problem. Yes. (laughs) Um, Although I like both a tuna and a hard-boiled egg on a salad. Uh, and I and I now in a different phase of my life could be okay with it. I think a, a hard boiled egg. I to be honest, if that was on a salad, I'd probably like smush it away a little bit and not really focus on it. I'm not going to be angry if it's there. But yeah, no, I would never just like bite into a hard. No, I don't like that. I don't like that consistency. Yeah, and see, for me, a hard boiled egg appreciator, I guess I could say. Um, <laughs> I I have found that like not every hard boiled egg is good. Like well no, well cuz also like there's a very so the best hard boiled eggs and this sounds super weird. Um the best hard boiled eggs I've ever had have been when I've been like in England or having an English style breakfast because that's like a thing like they yeah I believe they probably know how to do it correctly because I think that's a huge part of it another thing I don't like about them and like mainly the kinds of 
egg I will generally eat. Like if I were to have my like choice of an egg, it would be scrambled. A because mm. I like I like that taste, but also it's the easiest kind to make. <laughs> other other egg hard boiled eggs are kind of hard to get that right balance of exactly yeah, how you d- boiled you, you and yeah, you don't want it too hard and you don't want it too soft. And they're a pain in the ass to the peel, yolk, let's be honest. Yes, and then the yolk has to be a certain way. And inside. I hate a deviled egg. I hate oh, a deviled I love egg. A devil. And that's I love and that's made out of a hard boiled egg. I know I hate know. a deviled egg. Anyway, oh, so man. this is our cooking show now. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the reason, dear listeners, hello everyone, welcome to see you next week in space. I'm Sarah Walsh, and I'm here with my sister and co-host Amy Walsh, and um, the otherwise reason, known as the hater on the show. <laughs> indeed, you, you're really hating everything right now. You're hating hard-boiled eggs. You're hating the show. You're hating everything about everything. I didn't hate this um, show. I, I, I this one I didn't hate. This one was so short. There's so little to hate, I suppose. Um, yeah. Of the episodes I've seen of this show, though, I will say this is my least favorite <laughs> of the episodes. Enough. But, yeah. Um, but, yes. So, the there, the reason why I've asked about hard-boiled eggs is because today's um, content that we're discussing uh, involved a lot of egg eating. Yeah, I don't know if I... And I don't it, think like, it was hard-boiled. I think they were just biting into those things. Yeah, I was seeing them more as, like, seeds. I guess I wasn't really sure what was happening there. They were uh, calling them eggs. Oh, they were? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I was, like, reading them as seeds, but I guess, yeah. They were being laid by an animal. Well, I know. Yeah, true. But they didn't look like eggs to me, because they were just, like, literally, like, popping them in their mouths after it, the I know. laid it. I know, and that's what I, that's where the, my line, now you see my really But you could never, like, would you ever? thinking. Yeah, but would you ever, like... See a hard-boiled egg and just like pop the entire thing in your mouth. No, like, you because you have with to, the shell. No, you gotta get that shell off there. And yeah. even I, even I, who quite like a heart, a nice hard-boiled egg, it, I have like one, and I'm like, and that's enough. Because like, it's such a specific taste, and it's such a specific texture. I think it might be the texture for me. Um, that's fair enough. It's so specific, <laughs> and it's so eggy. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't you tell everyone to move? Well, we are never going to move away from egg talk today. I'm sorry to say. Um, but why don't you tell everyone what we watched this week? So we watched an episode of the, I don't know what, I don't know how popular this show is, but it, it, we watched an episode of Archer, yep. um, which I didn't realize it's been on for as long as it has, but I guess maybe I knew that. Um, so it's been on. Since 2009, yeah. It uh, the episode we watched specifically is from season 10, episode three, from 2019, and it's called it's called 1999, The Leftovers. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So um, as you maybe know or didn't know, but um, like Archer, starting around season, well, there's season five which is called Archer colon Vice. That oh. was a whole season where they did, like, kind of a different thing. Oh. And then, I think starting in season eight, I can't remember for sure. I think it that's right. Um, they started just doing kind of anthologies. So, 
Oh, so um, each season was something specific? Right. So, like, oh, season eight was Dreamland. Season oh. nine was Danger Island. Um, <laughs> and then season 10 was 1999. So, like, uh, oh. and for that, so 1999 is, like, a whole sci-fi season where they're okay, on that ship. Okay, that was... Okay, that was going to be part of my question because the only episodes I've ever seen was, like, the spy genre right. or whatever. Right. Um, okay. And I think, like... And is it supposed to take place in the 60s, so 1999 is the future? Is that what's happening? No, it's it's oh. unclear exactly what time it might be, but it's. Oh. It, I think it's mostly meant to be current because okay. they have references to current things. Yeah, they do. So, um, yeah, and I think as well, as you said, since this is like a very long running show at this point, um, I think they kind of are like, well, to keep it like fresh and interesting, let's do these different like themes that take the same characters that we are used to and put them in different, uh, kind of situations and stuff. It's probably smart. I'm telling yeah. you, these like these animated shows do so well, and they are very long running. Yeah, and it's a fucking good gig for an actor. I'm like for sure. I mean, like H. John Benjamin has a career and a half, and he yeah. could probably walk down the street and you wouldn't know who he was. For sure. Um, and I know what he looks like, but yeah. Um, so, and also, like, it's interesting too because, like, the voice acting part is, in a sense, kind of like the easiest part to get done because as you might have noticed in the outline in this show the each episode takes three weeks to write and then it takes 11 to 13 weeks for each episode to do like the animation and like another reason why golly that's crazy another reason why such a long-running thing is interesting because that's a grind that's hard to like pump out like that many episodes per season I don't know how many episodes per season they do but I think it's usually like between 10 and 13 like they're one of those like more shorter ones well doing 22 or like whatever like a normal quote-unquote season would be like on network television would be if each one takes 11 to 13 weeks that'd be nearly impossible yeah I Um, mean and I think as well when I say 11 to 13 weeks um like I think you know you can kind of be working on a few episodes at a time Doing different at like different stages of thing, um, but yeah, easily for each 22 minute thing that we see, um, and for each season is like each season is probably like a full year of work somewhere. Oh, yeah, that's a lot. I mean, it's (laughs) but it is also interesting because, like you wrote down here, 150 artists used for animation plus all the people who work on other levels of production plus all the um, voice acting talent that's a lot I mean it gives a lot of people jobs yeah for sure I mean and I think like because I know there's like um, a pending potential strike for um, I'm not sure like which uh, like union it is Um, yeah it's it's one of the IOTC uh either tv or film unions for I think it's tv because um it's like all about how Netflix is exploitative and like makes people work like crazy ass hours and things yeah Um, I mean a lot of the a lot of the unions like have some reckoning to do with that stuff too 
I mean, I well, there's one going in like actors' equity and yeah. stuff too. And especially it's about the fact that people, like that now whole seasons will drop like at once rather than like every week or whatever. And, um, you know, so it's kind of like trying to be like, you know, to, to produce this such that then you can just have it all be ready and blow through the thing in a weekend is actually really, it creates an unhealthy work environment for a lot of people. Yeah, because the work is so condensed, like they want to do 12 hour days, you know, and work four weeks at a time or whatever. And as opposed to eight hour days for 10 weeks, whatever it is. Yeah. 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 And so, I mean, I 100% stand by these strikes if they occur. Um, And absolutely, there's no reason that I must binge a show. Like, it's, and in fact, it's probably better that I don't. So, um, yeah. For the good of all the people, support the strike. Yeah. Um, So, in terms of the cast, uh, we'll kick it off with the guy you mentioned, H. John Benjamin who plays the titular Sterling Archer. Um, he's from Worcester, Mass., so he's a not know that. like us. What, what? <laughs> um, and he's mostly a voice actor and kind of yeah. always has been, but he does occasionally appear in things as himself. Mm-hmm. Well, not as himself, but like in live action stuff. Yeah. Um, and I hadn't realized that he played Dr. Katz in Dr. Katz Professional Therapist, which was um, a TV show that I used to really enjoy that I think is was that live 90s. action or is that that's an animated, as animated. Show. he's yeah he, I mean he his voice is like so distinctive uh, yeah and like to the point where like I I know him from I mean I know him from this but also I do I'm I watch Bob Bob's Burgers more. And so to me, his voice is like very specifically Bob from Bob's Burgers. So it's very strange, even though I know he does this role and he's done it for a long time. It's strange to see because I think his voice personally fits better the physique of Bob from Bob's Burgers than yeah. does Archer. Yeah. yeah. Um, his voice doesn't. This is going to sound weird, but his voice doesn't sound like an attractive person's voice. <laughs> yeah. Well, and what that's what's funny is like, so I know him more from being Archer than being yeah. Bob. And so for the longest time, I was like, oh, probably he's an attractive guy because he's got this like dry <laughs> voice. And then when I did see a picture of him, I was like, what a letdown. You yeah. <laughs> and it's not even that he's unattractive, but like, I think like... And he's it's not so funny handsome I, the way Archer is handsome in this show. No, he's more nerdy. Like, and I've seen him in stuff where he, it, like, in live action stuff, and it is like jarring to me when I hear that voice. Right. And I'm like, Bob's Burgers is here. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, and then he famously played a can of vegetables in Wet Hot American Summer, which was funny. <laughs> oh my god, that! <laughs> I forgot that. Yeah, and his because his voice is so interesting, and the thing is, like that is his voice. Like, yeah, oh yeah, it's not, he doesn't he's change not it. Doing yeah. a voice, yeah. yeah. And then, most importantly, because of all of our various uh, plans for Witch's Court, uh, he also appeared in a show called Science Court. They ripped off our idea. When yeah, was it I from? Don't, the eighties. <laughs> it was an older thing. Oh, okay. I don't Maybe fully we know up their idea. Science I don't court, fully know what science court's all we about. We could use a science court in the world right now. 
for sure, and most people would be found guilty. Yeah. Um, next, we have a character that is sometimes called Cheryl and sometimes called Carol. That's one of the running gags in the show. Oh. Tunt. Um, and that's played by Judy Greer. That's a terrible last name. Just Yes, like that's also a joke. There. That's also a joke in the show. <laughs> of course it is. Um, Judy Greer, oh, I should have said H. John Benjamin was 53 when this episode aired. Judy mm-hmm. Greer is 44. Another um, one with an amazing career. And I couldn't yes. tell the, the whole time, although I didn't read through all of There was one character I was, like, trying to decide if it was Mila Kunis's voice mm. or, um, and Judy Greer, like, I knew I recognized the voice and I was thinking it was her, but I wasn't 100% sure. Yeah, um, so she is, like, I was, when I was looking at her profile, I was like, oh my god, she is, like, always the best friend in a yep, rom-com. Yep, yep. Because uh, she's in What Women Want, she's in The Wedding Planner, she's in 13 Going on 30, yeah. and 27 Dresses, and there were even more. Those were just oh, the ones she's... that, like, I kind of semi-remembered. When you think um, of, when, when you think of best friend character... In a rom-com, it is 98% of the time I'm going to say it's going to be played by Judy Greer. And for sure. she's great at it. And I feel for her because I think she could do more. I think she actually yes. could be. I know she's not like a typical beauty per se, but I think she's more talented than a lot of the stuff she's been in, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, I mean, she's someone who has like a, her credits are probably some of the most of anyone in this cast. Yeah. And she does do other stuff. Um, like, she was in The Village, that M. Night Shyamalan movie from yeah. a long time ago. She, so she does do other things. Yeah. Um, but, like, where like where she's kind of, I guess, most visible is often as these best friend yeah. things. Um, yeah. And she actually came to Archer because she decided. She, so she was doing live action stuff, still is. Um, but she, like, wanted to add voice acting to her kind of, like, career. It's and a great gig. For sure. And so Archer was one of her first, like, attempts to do that and then obviously turned out really great. Um, That's, like, and a slight bit irritating, but good for her. <laughs> yeah. No, she, her bio on IMDb was, like, everything worked out for this woman. And I was, like, I mean, yeah. great, but also what a irritating thing to see um yeah uh let's see the next character is pam poovey and that's voiced by an actor named amber nash who's 42 um and she is someone who straight up like this is basically her gig she does this voice which one is pam poovey i can't pam was the rock monster okay that's the one i thought was um mila kunis i think nope uh, Amber Nash. Um, okay. Yeah. And then next we have Cyril Figgis, voiced by Chris Parnell, who's 52. Mm-hmm. Um, he also, I think, has a very distinctive voice that, like, as soon as yeah. I hear it, I always know it's him. Yeah. Um, what I thought was mostly interesting about him was that uh, he was a drama teacher for some hmm. time uh, and then decided that he wanted to actually like, pursue his acting career, um, but before he, so then he moved to L.A. to do that, and then he got a job at F.A.O. Schwartz, one of my favorite toy stores. Gotta love F.A.O. Schwartz. It's not as cool as it used to be, but. Probably not. 
And the one in New York was where it was at. I didn't know they had one in L.A. Um, but so he's been in, a, like, a million things. Yeah. Um, most importantly to me, he was in something long ago called Farm Sluts. I don't know what Ew. that's all about. But Is that porn? No, I don't think so. It sounds like porn. It does. Yeah. And coming I up. I forgot that he's on Rick and Morty, too. Yep. Uh, and coming up. He is going to be in something called Dogs in Space, which we, we maybe will have that. to check out when that <laughs> arrives. Is it live action, or is that going to... That's probably... I another. do not know, to be honest. Hmm. Um, then next, we have the character Lana Kane, played by Aisha Tyler, who is was 49. She's awesome. Um, she, I'm sure you know her best from playing Ross's girlfriend in Friends. She's also in Criminal Minds, so those are the two places oh, I know her best. Oh, got it. Um, <laughs> what I thought was really interesting about her is that um, she's and just the one Santa of the- Claus too. I've seen that too. <laughs> oh well. Um, so she uh, went to Dartmouth and then went into acting. So she's like one of these people who's like just kind of good at shit. Um, yeah, she seems like that type. Yeah, and uh, it looks and she was like, like oops, I'm a famous actor. Oopsie. <laughs> <laughs> oops, my life is great. Whoops. Yeah. Um, so, and lately, it looks like she's maybe making an effort to kind of get into more directing. She's done a bit of that hmm. uh, lately. Um, and then the last person that we really should say something about is not so much because they are, like, super important to the story of this episode, but rather because um, she semi-recently passed away. Mm -hmm. Um, Mallory Archer is voiced by the incomparable Jessica Walter, who was 78. She's pretty great. Uh, And I don't know how Archer's going to go with, like, I I don't know who they're going to get to voice that character or if they're going to find a way to kind of have that character But that character... Yeah, that character is so, like, there that dynamic of him, like, because yeah. she plays yeah. the mom, and she's, yeah. like, a mean mom, which she was great at playing. <laughs> oh, she's, um, it's so good how much she cuts Archer down. It's hilarious. Yeah, I mean, she's so good, and, like, her voice was perfect for it. Um, I don't know how they'll, because that, I... I don't know this show very well, but I do know that that dynamic was a big is part a central of it. component. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, so she's a New York girl from a Russian Jewish family. Um, she did lots of theater at first, and her like the first part of her career was quite serious. But then, um, starting in the eighties, she started to do more comedic work. Um, most importantly really most importantly, uh, she voiced the mom on Dinosaurs. Really? Yeah. That, I'm like trying to access the voice of that mother in my head, and I can't, but really, wow, interesting. I have to go back and watch that now. Yeah, I mean, for so many reasons, I got to figure out where Dinosaurs is being streamed. It's on some, oh, it's on some, it's on something. Uh, (laughs) I want to say maybe Paramount Plus. I forget. I okay. forget, but I know I've seen it somewhere where I, like, started watching it, and then I was like, this is a lot. I can't really watch this for real. <laughs> That's fair. Um, of course, she was also, like, kind of contemporaneously to being on Archer. She's a mean mom in Arrested Development. Um, so funny on that show. Yeah. So this is, like, a, a maybe in memoriam to her because she passed away in yeah. March of this year. So, mm. um, 
let's just kick it off into the show. Uh, yeah. We don't really need the cold open because it's just Lana and Archer fighting, which they do quite a bit. So again, sorry, just to like recap, this particular season is all in space. Yes. Gotcha. I was so, a little confused about that, like right from the jump. I was like, there's no explanation why they're in space. Gotcha. Okay. I mean, I think if we watched the first episode of a season there might be a slight explanation yeah but, there might, but then again there may not be because it, it's this <laughs> anthology thing yeah got it um so we open like the main thing is that we're on the bridge of the ship that they're on and um Cyril is saying like there's a raider ship I've just picked it up on the like scanner and they're on an intercept course with us and everyone's like freaking out um, but so basically it starts like every other sci-fi thing ever in history. <laughs> Correct. Um, every space adventure begins this way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but Pam is missing. And so they're like, Pam, we need you. Like there's something where like all of them have to do a certain task to like be prepared for if this ship comes mm-hmm. and Pam is asleep. And so when they wake her up, they discuss, she tells them that she, like, had just eaten a sandwich, mm-hmm. and the sandwich I feel like has, they kept, like, was this, did they keep, like, was there a sandwich that kept getting, like, pushed into frame, like? Yes. Okay. Well, I was, like, like, I feel like she I had, had a, a memory photo, of that. She had a photo <laughs> of her eating the sandwich, oh. um, which is good, because I'm like, yeah, I think I probably have photos of me eating foods I like, um, but... No. Yes. Uh, but when I say sandwich, do you want to try and explain what this sandwich is made out of? Well, I'm not sure if I'm remembering, like, what I'm remembering. Because I'm having, like, a memory of... Full disclosure, I watched this while I was at the gym, like, on uh. the elliptical. So there was, like, a lot of stuff happening. So I didn't always, like... I was definitely listening to it, but I sometimes missed the visual. So you tell me what the sandwich looks like. Uh, the sandwich is a specialty sandwich where the meat is a live animal. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Gross. And so <laughs> Pam ate the sandwich. And so technically the animal should be dead. But right. Pam, Pam says my sandwich got away and is now, like, <laughs> eating all of our food. Um, Hate it when and, that happens. And I, she says, like, I don't know, maybe it regenerated, but I'm like, how can it regenerate if what? it's in your stomach? Um, I don't what really know. What a concept. Well, what um, if, like, you were, what if it was, like, I feel like that could be a science fiction-y thing, that, like, the food you eat regenerates. Like, you take a bite of a sandwich, that bite and regenerates then immediately. Back. Yeah. Um, and this is made more weird because Pam is, like, a rock monster person. (laughs) Um, so that's something. And then this is now the weird thing. So, like, so then they find this animal, this space animal sandwich that is (laughs) eating all of their food. And, again, because this is in space and we've, we've done a lot of space things, so we know this. Like, food and fuel are, like, some of the most important things. And if you don't have one, then you're in trouble. And now the sandwich has eaten all their food and uh, is is constantly laying eggs. Um, Well, okay. 
At least it's giving them food back. I mean. Well, that's the thing. Pam is like, we just eat these eggs. That's like yeah. the I mean, it would be a problem for me. Problem. But yeah. Um, so meanwhile, the rest of the team has a very different reaction. Archer goes into the weapons room and gets like a big ass gun as we expect from like aliens and predator, etc. And then the sandwich has gotten into the vents. So it drops down (laughs) onto him in a funny way. (laughs) Meanwhile, uh, the scientist of the group, Krieger, is examining the eggs to, I guess, determine if they are things that humans should eat. Yeah. Um, then we get into the mess hall where Cyril is explaining that the sandwich has eaten so much of their food, they're mm-hmm. not going to be able to make it to the next space station that they're supposed to get to. Uh-huh. And that's when Krieger is like, well, I've examined the eggs and... We can just eat those until we get there. Um, And people are a bit skittish about this because the eggs look weird, admittedly. Which, like, admittedly, and this is why I didn't think they were eggs. I thought they looked seed-like or kind of They were like like a kind of purpley green. Yeah, Yeah, they were like a purpley green mixture. Um. And they didn't look appetizing. I'll put it that way. No. And but meanwhile, everyone else is like, I'm not so sure about these eggs. And Pam is just like chomping them down while they're talking. Um, And that's also like a running gag in the show is that Pam is like the one who's always eating something gross. But Um, like to be fair, as you said, she's like a rock monster. Right. So like it maybe is fine for her to eat them, (laughs) but I don't know about other people. Yeah. Um. And then this is also when they realize that the sandwich, um, and so every time I say the sandwich, people, picture an animal of some persuasion. Yeah, it Um, looks sort of like a, a, like... A weird space turtle, almost maybe, but like yeah, a pink mixed with turtle. like a, a rat or something. Ugh, that's not a good look. Um, but it was like pink, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's it literally is like shooting out eggs. <laughs> all con- like as soon as one is out, another one is coming out. Yeah. Like very gross. And so they've they're all over the ship. They also look a bit like the eggs from the alien movies we've watched. Um, yeah. Then uh, we hear some music and another character who I didn't mention because he's only just barely in this one, Ray, is in his quarters and he's working on his rock musical. Um, (laughs) Uh, And everyone is like, what the fuck is going on? Um, And it turns out that he's already started eating these eggs. And then um, that's when Krieger discovers that the eggs are, quote, loaded with neurotransmitters, and so they affect people's personalities. That We don't know how yet, but we know that they are affected. And how did he find that out? I mean, I, he's just examining Just science it out? Yeah. Yeah, gotcha. Um, so then, all over the ship, there are eggs everywhere, and people are eating them and <laughs> acting strangely. Um, or out of character, I guess is a better way yeah. to say. 
Lana and Archer are now basically kind of the only holdouts who haven't been eating any of the eggs. Um, but Archer is like, well, let's just eat these eggs. And as soon as they do start eating the eggs, um, they too start acting strangely. And in their case, that manifests in them just like constantly having sex with each other. <laughs> um, that was so strange. While also fighting with each other. So then um, another part that I, that like the context clues told me that I forgot about is they used to be married. They were a couple and yes. are not anymore. Correct. They still work together, question mark? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, so they're having sex. The sandwich is watching. Gross. Um, in the midst of having sex, Lana keeps trying to, like, say, we should do something. These eggs are definitely, something's wrong. But then they just keep having sex. Um <laughs> Meanwhile, Krieger is in his lab and he's doing more examinations of eggs. Mm-hmm. And he's, he discovers that this neurotransmitter thing, specifically what the eggs do, is that they help people do what they always like secretly wanted to do. Uh-huh. Um, so I that's. I like we talked a little bit about that in The mm, Black Pill. Yeah, right. Didn't we? Like saying, yeah. like, this brings out your inner. Yes, whatever. your inner yeah. desires, your innermost thoughts, whatever. Yeah. Um, in this case, it brings forth, like, what you've always wanted to do. Mm. Um, and what's Dangerous. funny... I don't think I'd yes. want to take anything that did that. That no. Not that I feel I like mean, I mean, luckily, some... luckily for these people, most of their inner desires are pretty, like, like tame. Like, I want to have sex with this be. person. I yeah. want to be in charge. Like, I yeah. want to do whatever. Um, the thing that I thought was really funny is the only person who's eating eggs, who isn't affected, is Cheryl because she has no impulse control. So she ne- she she's always doing whatever she wants. Like, there is no, <laughs> like, inner desire that needs to be revealed. She just constantly does whatever she, had she wants. Some, she had some good one-liners, and I forget all of them right now. She, it was also cool because the way she was dressed in this was very Ripley from Alien. So, like, very Sigourney oh. Weaver with the short hair and, like, the yeah. jumpsuit tied around the waist kind of thing. Yeah. Um... She definitely had some funny lines. I can't remember yeah. any of them right now, but I remember yeah. being like, that's good. <laughs> For sure. I mean, that's really, to me, that's why it makes sense that the writing takes as long as it does because this show is really clever and yes. very fast and, like, one-liners and, like, thi- like often what they'll do is they'll end one scene where someone asks a question and then the next scene starts in a different place with a different person technically answering that question from the previous Mm. scene. So Mm. it, like, carries Mm. over. Um, Mm. Meanwhile, back in Archer's quarters, Lana and Archer are still having sex. Krieger comes in and explains that not only uh, do these eggs reveal, like, you know, your innermost desires, they're also incredibly addictive. Um, Makes sense. Yeah, and so you need, and he's like, so we need to get all of these eggs off the ship as soon as possible. Um, and they're like, but what are we going to do about food? And he's like, I've figured out a food substitute. And they're like, is it space goo? <laughs> when they said space goo, I was like, oh, thank God they're making fun of all the space goo crap that happens in sci fi things. Yeah, yeah. We only got, actually, no, I'm not sure we technically got alien wet mouth in this. Um, there were we not really any aliens in this. There was definitely, like, weird wetness associated with these eggs, I think, but 
not well when animal. well when no. they chewed them there was like a distinct sound I feel like yeah but. yeah which please don't like my stomach is not great today so please don't do more I don't than think that. I don't think um, I could I don't think I could replicate it uh so fine then the final scene we return to the bridge everyone has collected all the eggs and put them into like an airlock and they're gonna eject them into space but Pam, Ray, and Cyril, who love the eggs the most, don't want to do that. <laughs> um, but Cheryl, who, as we've established, has no impulse control, pushes the button, and the eggs and the sandwich get ejected into space. <laughs> um, meanwhile, Krieger has made the space goo so that they can survive, and they're all like, this is disgusting, and it smells bad. Yeah. But- they we said it smells to. like garbage, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, meanwhile, the ship that had appeared on the radar at the beginning of the episode has now, like, come into proximity, and they realize that it's, like, a friendly ship. But, unfortunately, for the people on that ship, the eggs in space somehow have become combustible. <laughs> and so they blow up the ship, and that is the end of the episode. Yeah, I mean, they got some good, uh, very uh, sci-fi components, like, yeah. really in there. Um, I, it's very interesting that they did a whole season like this. Um, and I wonder what other types of... Because they can't... Like, their spy business or whatever that is can't really be part of this season. No, no. I, I think know. in this season, I, I imagine they're kind of like space marauders, you know, like yeah. maybe similar to the crew in Dark Matter where they're just kind of like yeah. doing some business, trying some things. Trying to survive, basically. Yeah. 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 Which we, we have established many times over in space, survival is like, virtually impossible oh yeah i die immediately it's a lot of work yeah Um, for sure so the first time someone gave me one of those eggs to eat i'd be like no thanks i'll die instead yeah i literally will slowly starve (laughs) rather than eat this egg um so now we can just go to yawns and eye rolls which is wild um yeah this is like boom 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 i know um this this i think Ties with one other thing, which I can't remember for shortest outline ever done. Yeah. Um, so yawns. One yawn is. Yeah, this was fine. I <laughs> I was not bored. Uh, and ten yawns were like really, really. I was not able to engage with this. What would you give it? Um, I think I would say like two. It was two. Sh- it was short. So yeah, I was not. I wasn't bored, but I'll just because. One, I feel like, is maybe a little too strong for my taste. Fair enough. Um, I'll say two. <laughs> and I'll just say one. Like, it was, like, yeah, so quick. Like, I was like, oh, we're over. Good. It was quick. It was quick. I And I definitely, I mean, again, I was watching it at the gym, so I was, like, a little distracted. But, yeah, um, yeah no, it was it was still watchable for sure. Yeah. And then eye rolls, one eye roll is like, hmm, how to put it? Um, yeah, like I'm watching a cartoon, 
Yeah. You know, like, yeah. and then 10 eye rolls was like, please, I cannot buy into this. Um, I might go like two again, just because I, one seems like a little too enthusiastic, but yeah, it's a sure. cartoon sci-fi. Like I, there, I, the whole show, like even when they're not in space, like is a little bit eye really cause it's supposed to be like, so, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. the like self-awareness of it takes away, like if it was supposed right. to be super, do you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, too. It's yeah. I mean, it's a cartoon in space. <laughs> yeah, and I I agree with you. I think I'll give it a two as well for just those same reasons. Um, so then finally, did you like it, and would you recommend it? Um, and maybe I'll say, think about it in specifically like this season of sci-fi season. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's where it would be like I waver because yeah, I liked it fine. It's you know 24 minutes it's what it is um this particular season I probably wouldn't recommend to people I would be like watch the other stuff where they're not in space (laughs) but that's just my own particular preference so yeah I would I would personally recommend other seasons um and also I know that like adult cartoons are not everybody's jam so just like baseline I would be like you know if that's not your jam this you will not like this <laughs> but Fair. yeah um if you're into like quirky adult cartoons then go for it yeah um yeah I feel the same I think I might say like oh they've got this sci-fi season because I was I hadn't yeah. realized they had that and yeah. I was like oh that's kind of fun and uh, maybe I'll check out some others I haven't as yet but I have gone yeah, back I could see. into watching archer again because it's also like nice to have a a short show that you're like yeah what this is and it's fine yeah it's nice to have something that's short and it's like easy and you you can like pop in and out of it and as we've said like we're we're forever and always searching for a nap show Mm-hmm. I feel like yes. whenever something and is that's like, like requires not too much attention easy. yeah that's not as easy as you might imagine to find no no, and like what I what generally happens for me is a nap show isn't even so much that it's sleepy in itself. It just happens to be something that I've seen, so I don't need to right. pay attention anymore. Right, if that makes sense. So it a hundred percent does. Yeah. So because I also have nap shows, so I get it. I mean, literally, it's like. Almost everything I watch at a certain point becomes an app show. <laughs> That's true, too. That's true, too. Um, well, excellent. So if you are interested in adult cartoons and you've somehow not run across Archer before, uh, it sounds like us see you next week in Space Gals say, give it Go a watch. For it. Yeah, I think I mean like worst case scenario, you watch 20 minutes of it, you hate it, and you're and that's only it. 20 minutes older. Yeah. Well... <laughs> Thank you so much, Amy. I am Sarah, and we will see you next week in space. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of See You Next Week in Space. This is a production by Amy and Sarah Walsh with artwork provided by Riley Brown. If you'd like to learn more about our show, please check us out at seeyounextweekinspace.com or follow us on Instagram at seeyounextweekinspace. Until the next one.